0: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendous. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of this Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is going to be your Tuesday edition of of the Locked on Rams podcast as we near the beginning of the new season for the NFL with free agency closing in in less than one week and everything sort of trickling in after that. Today's episode is going to start to dive into some interesting news that we're going to get related to the Los Angeles Rams roster as well as free agency. The first bit of news is Tom Pellicero of NFL Network wrote an interesting article over at NFL.com highlighting multiple players who could get more money than you think on the free agent market. And ironically enough, he did list three Rams on that article. So that is pretty surprising to me. I think some of the names that we're going to highlight are probably going to shock you guys too. And then in the second and third segments, we're going to highlight one player that has been shopped by the Rams, according to Albert Breer, as well as one player that teams have tried to call the Rams about heading into this new league year, somebody that the Rams have been reluctant to trade thus far but I would not rule it completely off the table. But we are going to begin with the three names that Tom Pellicero did highlight in his recent article, highlighting a bunch of players that could very well see a lot more money in this free agent market than I guess most people expect. And the first one from the Rams is tight end Gerald Everett, who is 26 years old and heading into free agency after one of his down years in his career. Now, Everett was the very first draft pick by Sean McVay and Les Snead in their regime or tenure together. That was quite a surprising pick at the time because the Rams needed a lot of players and they didn't really need a tight end in that bad of a circumstance. So it was a bit of a surprise. But up until this point, I feel like Everett is still a much bigger work in progress than he is a dominant sort of player or somebody that oozes all this potential, but hasn't really been able to put it all together now. His career high in yardage was this past season, 417 receiving yards, 41 receptions, also a career high. But it felt like a lot of the plays that he left on the table this year just really led to a sort of regression in his development. I felt like this was the one season that he could finally start to put it all together, not in terms of the production, because playing with Tyler Higby, playing with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, all these guys, you're never really going to get the production or the targets or the opportunities that he probably could elsewhere. But Everett just leaves something to be desired as a player. Now, when we do look at his positives, he's one of the best yak threats in the NFL at the tight end spot. I think his best position is somewhere to, you know, let him line up in that slot or even outside of the numbers every now and again, and just let him be a mismatch weapon, get the ball in his hands and let him create yardage after the catch, because he is a guy that is very, very rarely going to be taken down on the first attempt by a defender He's only 26 years old. He's still got a lot of development, in my opinion. I think he has a lot more potential if you do put him in a different offense where he can be used more as a downfield threat, where his speed can be utilized a bit more, Uh, his ability to just create yardage after the catch. I think he's going to get more opportunities elsewhere. And I do think that the Rams are pretty much guaranteed to move on at this point. You know, they have Tyler Higbee. They already invested a lot of money into Higbee, And Everett should presumably be looking for a much larger role, not just you know, the money value and all that, I'm sure obviously the money is important to whoever, but especially the fact that he could go elsewhere, be a tight end one for another team, maybe see 80, 90, 100 targets in a season, actually get the ability to, start to be utilized as a mismatch weapon like he could be. And so I do think that the Rams are going to move on. But it is very interesting to see Gerald Everett listed on that list because I do think there are a handful of tight ends that are probably better than Everett in this class. But again, this is a guy who's 26 years old and highly athletic, so I do understand. The next name listed is not going to surprise anybody. Safety John Johnson, 25 years old, one of the premier safeties in the NFL, a leader for the Rams on their defensive side of the ball. A tremendous safety who can really do it all. He can line up on the back end, play in two high, play single high, come into the box, play as a pseudo linebacker. He can make plays on the ball. Very good at stepping in front and kind of playing that robber role to help minimize the effect of certain mesh concepts and passing offenses that are very prevalent in the NFL today. A guy who can play man coverage against tight ends. John Johnson is the do-it-all safety that somebody is going to be very excited to pay He's a guy that you can trust on the field, a guy you can trust off the field, a very good dude, somebody you would love to have, essentially sporting your helmet, right? This is not a guy you're going to ever be worried about doing something stupid or silly off the field, a guy that you can rely on as a player and as a human. And ultimately, I think the Rams are going to want John Johnson back. But when you look at just how many safeties they've drafted over the last two seasons, we've seen Terrell Burgess, Nick Scott, Taylor Rapp, and Jordan Fuller all get drafted in the last two seasons. You look at obviously the Rams' salary cap space, which is not good right now. I think they're about at negative 32 to 35 million, depending on who you ask and what resource you use. It looks very likely that John Johnson is probably gonna find his way to the free agent market. Now, the one area I think the Rams could exploit is the franchise tag. I don't think they will, but the safety spot is always paid a little bit less on the franchise tag because of the lack of investment from NFL teams around the league. I think the franchise tag for the safety position is gonna cost somewhere around 10 and a half to an 11 and a half million dollar price tag. So not extreme and not something that the team can't afford, but also at the end of the day, the Rams are kind of cash strapped right now, and it doesn't look likely that they're going to be able to retain John Johnson. Unfortunately, the last name that Pelissero did highlight was cornerback Troy Hill, who I feel like Rams are going to be very split on in terms of what they think of his ability. I tend to lean more on the side that I think Troy Hill exceeded his expectation level. He's a guy who's played inside in the nickel spot outside on the boundary. I definitely think he's clearly better on the boundary than he is in the nickel spot, but he's a guy who has a lot of starting experience at this point in time. He's a guy that's played a lot of good football. Now, he's never going to be that elite guy. He's never going to be perfect. He can be beat. We've seen it in the Green Bay Packers game in the playoffs. He was the guy that Aaron Rodgers was willing to abuse all game. Kept shooting the ball towards his direction. And that kept working, obviously, for the Packers. But Troy Hill, a very solid veteran player. I think a lot of teams could use that stability at the corner spot. Again, not one of those highlight reel style of players where he's going to lock dudes up, play in, play out, week in, week out. But... You've seen some of the big playability this past season. The pick six, the fumble, scoop, and score for a touchdown. A lot of ability in his game. I think he's a guy that's very reliable. And again, similar situation to John Johnson. I think the Rams would want to have Troy Hill back. I think they value his versatility, his professionalism, his consistency. But at the end of the day... I just don't know if they can afford to essentially bring him back though. I do think Troy Hill is the one name that's the most intriguing on this list among the Rams trio because I think Gerald Everett, I can understand why somebody would be willing to pay him. And I definitely see John Johnson being a highly priced player in this class. So Troy Hill is the one unique one on the defensive side of the ball that definitely intrigues me. And I'm very excited to see the market develop for all three of these guys because I do think at the end of the day, even if the Rams do lose these players to free agency, It will help at the end of the day when it comes to the compensatory pick formula moving forward. And talking about moving forward, the Los Angeles Rams could be active in the trade market with two names that I think one of is very expected in terms of Michael Brockers. But the other we're going to highlight in the last segment, I want you guys to stick around to hear that name because teams have been calling the Los Angeles Rams about one of their wide receivers asking if they are available in a trade and while we've got you come connect with us on twitter for all the coverage you need on the los angeles rams you can find me at qbs mep and you can find the page at locked on rams bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing and bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Just go ahead to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking back with me and coming to tune in to another episode of your favorite Los Angeles Rams related podcast. This is the Locked On Rams pod and we are starting to have some more fun as we delve closer and closer to the franchise tag deadline, as well as the beginning and kickoff of the new league year, which obviously means free agency will be kicking off as well. And things are starting to get fun because Albert Breer has name-dropped two Los Angeles Rams that could be on the move, one a little bit more serious, I guess you could say, or one a little bit more likely in terms of actually being traded and another player that has been called about and that ultimately the Rams could move at some point, depending on whether they get the price tag that they like or not on the player. But they have been reluctant to move this wide receiver. And we will talk about that guy in the last segment. But according to Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback, The Los Angeles Rams have been shopping defensive tackle Michael Brockers, and he is a candidate to be dealt, even though the Rams just signed him last offseason after the whole bout with the Baltimore Ravens. I think you guys recall the Ravens actually agreed to a deal with Brockers. It was a big money deal. He goes there, fails his physical, ultimately reverts back to the free agent market after the Rams signed, I believe it was Ashawn Robinson to probably replace him. And then somehow the Rams found a way for Brockers to come back to the team. He signs a new deal with the Rams. And now, you know, the Rams are in a bad salary cap situation. About $35 million in the hole. And Michael Brockers, who is a very solid veteran, but just doesn't bring that much to the table in terms of actual production. I think the Rams feel very good about their projection with the defensive tackle spot with all of the names behind Brockers. And I think that they have the right to feel that way. Like I mentioned, they signed Ashawn Robinson last off season after Brockers signs that deal with the Ravens, essentially signing his replacement. Ashawn Robinson is not a guy who's going to rush the passer. That's not his role in the NFL. He can't do that well. But when it comes to run stuffing, two gapping, eating up blocks at that nose tackle spot, holding up the center, and then kind of playing that two gap style of play, That's who Ashawn Robinson is, and I think that the Rams feel comfortable with Ashawn Robinson taking that role, especially with his price coming in at about nearly half of what Michael Brockers costs. So, obviously, you're going to want to try and trim some fat when it comes to the salary cap there. And then you look at some other guys that took a huge step in their development this past season. Sebastian Joseph Day, a name that we've talked about many times. He is one of the best run-stuffing defensive tackles in football. I think he's the best defensive tackle on the Rams roster, not named Aaron Donald. He has to start for the Rams next season. I think he's that good. I think he's that valuable. His ability to stop the run was just tremendous. I think he ranked inside the top three, according to Pro Football Focus, among defensive linemen in run stops. I believe he had 31. So clearly a guy that can stop the run with a lot of effectiveness. A guy that took a huge step in his development last season. And a guy that ultimately now has to start. I think he's that good. I think he took that big of a step in his development. His play improved that much to the point where, you know, the Rams probably viewed him as a nice depth piece, but he's played so well that he has to start, in my opinion. He's better than Eshon Robinson. He's better than Michael Brockers. And this doesn't even take into account the fact that the price difference is absolutely astronomical between these guys. So Sebastian Joseph Day, a name and a reason why Brockers could be on the move, as well as Ashawn Robinson. And then you look at the last piece there, a guy like Greg Gaines, again, a big bodied run stuffing nose tackle. The Rams have a lot of these guys on the roster, a little bit too much money tied up into a position that isn't very valued in the NFL anymore. You need guys who are going to rush the passer. I think the Rams would rather spend that money on a guy like Morgan Fox, bringing him back because he is a free agent here in a week and a half. And Fox was one of the better pass rushers for the Rams along that defensive line. He had a six sack season. And I don't think Brockers brings that much as a pass rusher anymore, or at least hasn't in at least a handful of years. And so when you're looking at the overall picture, you have guys that can stop the run in Ashon Robinson and Sebastian Joseph Day and even Greg Gaines to a lesser degree. You need more guys that offer you some pass rushing juice. And when you look at all of this stuff encompassed together, I think the Rams are very likely to move on from Michael Brockers. So it is likely, I think, that they trade him. Now, what the market is for a guy like Brockers, I'm not really sure. I think the Rams could have some issues trying to move him because, well, most teams don't have a lot of cap space right now. If we were talking about a regular offseason, you know, I think the Rams could probably find a market for Michael Brockers, but I do think they may have some trouble trying to move him here and in terms of what they could get back. I would not expect anything more than a late day three pick, maybe a fifth or a sixth round pick at most for Michael Brockers services. Now, if the Rams do trade Michael Brockers, they ultimately will eat 3.666 million dollars in dead money, and they will save point. Just under two million. So let's just call it six point two million dollars in saved money on the cap. Obviously, a big amount for our team that is currently in the negative thirty-five million dollar range, according to overthecap.com. I think that is why the Rams are very likely to trade Michael Brockers, even though they value him as a player, even though Aaron Donald, you know, is his best friend. I'm sure Aaron Donald is gonna want Brockers to stay I know they like Brockers' leadership, all that kind of stuff. His versatility, he can play at the nose tackle spot. He can play at the one tech, the three tech. Hell, he can even slide over to the defensive end spot and play nose up on offensive tackles. We've seen him do that a lot this past season. But when you consider the fact that the Rams just don't have much money, they're very cash strapped right now. I think it's very likely that Michael Brockers could be on his way out and that is very likely why I expect the Rams to at least shot Brockers very hard here. And if they, for some reason, cannot find a trade partner, I ultimately would not be shocked if the Rams do cut Michael Brockers, whether that be an immediate cut or a post-June 1 designation type of cut. Talking about players that the Rams could move on from, Apparently, according to Albert Breer, the Los Angeles Rams have been called about wide receiver Robert Woods and his availability on the trade market. Make sure to tune in to the last segment to hear our discussions and our thoughts on this topic, as well as whether the Rams could move Robert Woods in this salary cap strapped offseason. And make sure to keep checking back in with us over the course of the next few weeks because the Los Angeles Rams and the NFL are about to gear up with the transactional news heading into free agency. Folks, are you having any car troubles? You ever find that your car tires are flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Yes, that is correct. 20 years. We all know that there is no better time than right now to support family owned businesses with these strange COVID-related stuff that we're going through. And if you are a do-it-yourselfer or are a professional and you are looking for reliably low prices, you You need to check out Rock Auto. Just go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. For some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sicama and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coaching signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around this long with me for your Tuesday edition of the locked on Rams pod. We did mention before the break that this final segment is going to discuss the potential availability of wide receiver, Robert Woods, who could be on the trade market. We don't know for sure. According to Albert Breer of the Monday morning quarterback, the Los Angeles Rams have been called about the availability of Woods, though LA, according to Breer has been hesitant to move him in the past when interest from contending teams has surfaced. Now, that is quite a bombshell. We knew that the Rams were probably going to have to do some things that they did not want to do going into this off season because of their cap situation. They currently are around $35 million over the cap, which is just a tremendous amount. Obviously they're going to need to find a way to sort of trim some of that fat, get rid of some money, whether that be through restructures, trades, cuts, whatever the case may be, the Rams are going to need to find a way to save some money. Now, The reason I think Robert Woods could be potentially on the way out, and I don't necessarily think it's a foregone conclusion or a given, is the fact that the Rams can save a lot of money by trading him. Now, they value Robert Woods. We know that. There is no question about that. Woods is one of the better receivers in football. Over the course of the last two seasons, he ranks inside the top three in the NFL in yards after the catch. He did have a bit of a down season statistically this past season with only 936 receiving yards. But when you look at his tenure with the Los Angeles Rams he has two seasons above 1000 yards he had a chance to go above 1000 this past season had Jared Goff in the passing game not being so unproductive I think Robert Woods is one of the more complete receivers in football obviously a tremendous blocker a guy who can do it all I think he can win on all three phases of the football field short intermediate vertical deep you know he's got great hands he's never really dropping passes I think he can win contested catches. He has to be one of the best and most all-around wide receivers in football. And for that reason, I don't think that it's maybe very likely that the Rams do move on from Woods. They obviously value him a ton. They're not just going to kick him to the curb. And ultimately, unless they get a good pick or a good trade compensation package for Woods, I would not expect to see him leave the building. But I think things get very interesting when you think about the potential for another team to maybe offer something like say a second round pick like the Houston Texans did last off season for Brandon Cooks, who the Rams were clearly shopping at the time. And they had to shop not because they did not like Cooks, not because they did not value his ability, but because they needed to save the money on the salary cap. And they are once again in this similar situation. And the Rams did sign Robert Woods to an extension just this past off season one year ago prior to this past season. And now they're in a spot where. You know, they could go into the season with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Man Jefferson as their top three receivers. And I think that would form one of the better trio of receivers in football, but. When you look at the potential cap savings and if the Rams do trade Robert Woods, they would save $11.9 million on the cap and would eat only $1.9 million in dead money, freeing up a total of $10 million. That is a boatload of money, obviously, especially for a team that does not have much salary cap space at all. And I do think if they do get offered something a little bit sweeter than they have been in the past or, you know, something that they would very much value like a second round pick they would consider it. And at that point, I think it would take a lot of discussion and would ultimately probably be worth it because I think you can find receivers all over the place right now. You look at the NFL draft, so many names that were not drafted in the first round that have come into the NFL and produced pretty much immediately. You've seen guys like DK Metcalf, his teammate formerly of Ole Miss, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, a third round pick. So many names coming into the league, not drafted in the first round, not drafted in those first 10 picks in the second round and still dominating, and not only producing and you know playing well, but guys that are like legitimately dominating. We're talking about top five, top 10 wide receivers in football. That's how good these players are. That's how advanced passing games are in college right now. That's how many receivers are coming out of these places. And the Rams have obviously been linked to Marvin Jones a lot in this free agency period, a former teammate of Matthew Stafford's in Detroit. And ultimately, I would not be shocked to see the Rams move on from Woods. Now, I don't necessarily think it's likely, but he was a name that I did mention as a low-key potential trade candidate a few weeks ago he's one of the players that the rams could save the most money on by trading he's obviously a tremendous player but he's nearing that age 30 mark at the end of the day i think the rams could find another receiver that could pretty much replace the production there you look at van jefferson a very similar player very good route runner very good hands very nifty i think that's a very similar style of skill set that the Rams probably wouldn't have to settle for in terms of the actual production and difference in skill between those guys. And then they could look to add a third receiver with a lot more explosion and vertical ability. But again, it's very hard to say. It's all gonna depend, I think, at the end of the day what the Rams are offered because if they're offered a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick or something worse, probably not worth it. But if they are offered you know, a mid-second-round pick or an early second-round pick, with the potential to save that 10 million dollars on the cap i think it's something that they definitely have to consider and not only consider but potentially actually pull the trigger on but again we are just shooting from the hip right now it's very hard to say what the rams want to do here they are in a win now sort of situation it's clear they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table they want to make a run for a super bowl right now and that does make it hard To envision a scenario where the Rams are actually getting rid of very good players on their roster like Woods to save money. But at the end of the day, they are very much above the salary cap right now. And they are going to have to find a way to get down below the salary cap, just like every other team will. And we've already seen it. The start of teams having to do things that they don't want to do in terms of releasing certain players, trading certain players only to get under that salary cap because of this whole COVID situation, ruining the salary cap for this season and actually making it take a step back as opposed to increasing. I think it's going to force teams to do a lot of things that they don't really want to do. And at the end of the day, I think that's why I look at this with a clear view and a wide lens sort of view in terms of teams are going to have to do things they don't want to do. And I think the Rams are not an exception to that rule. Ultimately, I would not be shocked by anything at this point. You've seen Matthew Stafford coming into the team for Jared Goff. Pretty much nobody expected that. A bombshell of a move. The Rams have been no strangers to making shocking moves over the past two, three, four, five seasons. They are one of the teams that are clearly willing to wheel and deal when it comes to the draft, free agents, all that kind of stuff, veterans. And ultimately, if the Rams could find a way to trim a lot of salary cap space with a move, and not only that, but get another premier pick in the draft, I think they have to definitely consider it. But again, it all depends on what the Rams actually get offered for Woods in this trade market. And if any team is actually willing enough to part with a premium pick for the services of one of the better and more underrated receivers in the NFL right now, in Robert Woods. That is all we've got for you guys on this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening and sticking to the end of the episode. Just make sure to keep checking back in with us, throughout the course of the next few weeks because the news surrounding the free agency period is about to really ramp up here and we're about to start to see some very interesting transactional moves surrounding the los angeles rams and every other team in the nfl just a reminder come connect with us on twitter you can find me at qbs mep and you can find the page at locked on rams please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes content breaking news and a whole lot more